views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everybody. I'm so great to be connecting with all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. I'm telling you, we are so excited about what we've got going on, what we're planning for all of you. uh, And, you know, taking a look at what it takes to bring positive talk radio to the airwaves. I have to tell you today, I'm so absolutely out of my seat feeling the blessings of the team of people I get to work with, whether it's Benny or Jessica or Justin, Alex, Linda, Kim, uh, and any of the folks that are out there in the field that are taking care of our sponsorship and marketing, all of them out there now, Nikki, Shelly, my gosh, Ava, It is just amazing to know that, and I go back in time, it was me, and then it was me and Benny, and it was me and Benny for a long time, but what hasn't changed was the vision. The vision has always been to reach millions of people to help them live life full out, and we were chatting about this before. The show was not called The Dr. Pat Show. The show was called Crust busting your way to an awesome life, crust busting your way to an awesome Why? Because it told the story of who I was and how crusty I had become and how heavy I had become. But you know what I didn't have in my hand, Benny? I did not have this book. I did not have this book about mindful relationships, creating genuine connection with ourselves and others. But the good news is, that somewhere along the way, I had gotten to speak with people, people like my very special guest today, who know quite a bit, I would say, about what this means to show up in life and to show up in a way that literally honors the relationships we have. But how do we even know if that's what we're doing or not doing? Well, that's what today's show is about. You know, when we think about ourselves, when we think about our lives, you know, what is it that comes to mind? How do we see ourselves? Do we see ourselves as people that are honoring? Do we see ourselves as people that, all right, do I dare say say it, a little crusty? But Margie Ulbrich is joining me here today because as part of a team that has written this book, Mindful Relationships, it's way more than a book. 
And if it isn't already, it really does need to be a movement because part of what happens in the world we live in today, and it's so interesting how these shows get back to back, you know, what happens in the world we live today is we think we are way too busy to be mindful. We think we have so much going on in our lives to be mindful. But what we're missing is we're missing that thing that we so long for in our lives. And that is or are relationships that count. But as the authors have said, mindfulness is relationship. Today's conversation, as we move forward with Margie here, it's really to explore that. And one of the things that you should really look at and think about today is I talked to Margie, who is somebody that works with people in the area of collaboration, a relationship counselor, a collaborative family lawyer, psychotherapist, writer. There has to be something that has happened along the way to really tap Margie on the shoulder and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're missing some skills here. And what if we had those skills? What would they look like? How would people's lives change? And do folks want them to? Margie, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Pat, thank you so much for that lovely, warm introduction and welcome. It's wonderful to be here and wonderful to be talking to you and to have this opportunity. I'm so glad that we're able to talk about this because, you know, one of the things that I said in looking at your work and looking at, you know, in reading the book is the conversation about whether or not people understand mindfulness. Now, I've read a lot of different things, but when I came out of the gate, and I think it was right in the beginning of the book when I was reading it, you know, you you talk about mindfulness, but you say mindfulness is relationship. You know, mindfulness is relationship, and that stuck with me. And I thought, okay, let's start there, because this is a place, Margie, that we don't really start when we're talking about mindfulness. We just go all crazy in, in one direction or another. But please, how did you discover for yourself in your life, your journey, how did you discover mindfulness as relationship in your life? Well, Pat, I I think that um, for me it was about a knowledge very early on really that we can be very outcome-driven or we can be thought and mind-driven, but that leaves out a whole lot of experience and that is our connection with something deeper and something, you know, more more in, in, integral to our whole sense of who we are and ourselves and and knowing, knowing what we know, feeling what we feel, that kind of um, wholeness that I think we all need in order to feel fully human and to, and to be able to be, be well in, and show up in the world. And um, it's just been an interest of mine for many, many years and I went on that journey of introspection and um, became a therapist and um, it's been a a fascinating, wonderful journey and a great privilege to work with people to help them find that in themselves. Can I, uh, I would love to ask you, I've been so wanting to talk with you about this if I could. Um, Collaborative family lawyer. I, when when I read that and I thought about that, I, I Googled it. 
And I had to ask you, it's not a surprise that this is really how your work now gets to have the integration of many parts in it, right? That's it. Yep. Very much. Very much. Can you talk about, if we could for a minute, can you talk about the need in our society right now for collaboration? And I don't, I don't use the word need very often, but I think this, I don't know how else to ask you that question. (laughs) Well, I I think you're right. I mean, it is a need. Um, You know, we, if we have kind of adversarial systems where we're all just going at each other and causing conflict and then causing more division, we know where that ends, you know, and, and, in, in a, on a world scale, we, we see it with wars and um, the terrible conflict that we've got in our society. So the alternative is collaboration. I think there is a worldwide movement towards collaboration, not only in law, but in, in many contexts in terms of the collaborative partnership that we can have with people to see, well, what is it that we both want? Well, how, how, can, how can everybody benefit here rather than it being, you know, one person wins and the other loses. Wow. You know, this is an area that I find is so very important today and is so overshadowed uh, by the desire and the need to connect digitally in whatever way we can. And what I mean by that is, I mean, I know we have put the term out social media, but I actually think that's a pretty limiting term. I think we've we've moved far beyond social media in terms of the way that we believe we are called to connect with each other. And I wanted to ask you this question, if you could, has has this level of technology and I'm talking about the broader spectrum because we haven't even at the tip of the iceberg around this cell phones, smartphones, right? you know, medium that's out in the world. I watched the Steve Jobs movie over the weekend and I thought, oh my gosh, how long ago was that? And I thought to myself, how quickly are we moving forward? And I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are about that and how does it either help uh, or hinder mindfulness as relationships? Well, it is fascinating, isn't it? I haven't actually seen the movie yet, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. But um, this whole idea of being connected 24-7, we do have to ask ourselves, well, does it actually increase our connection? Does it give us a sense of... Um, you know, deep heartfelt connection in our relationships or does it actually cause more alienation and distance? And, um, you know, I think technology and and the cell phones and everything that we've got at our fingertips can be used for enormous good, but they can also overrun us and and, um, then we, we lose the sort of the integrity with ourselves in terms of choosing how we actually want to use these devices and how we actually manage to to bring about more connection in our lives because I think as you said that's what we're all wanting everybody is wanting that deep connection heartfelt connection with themselves and with others and with the people they're sharing their lives with in the world we're living in today in the book when you sat down and you thought to yourself this is really something that's so important to talk about um, and and I'd love for you to think about this and when we come back uh, talk with you about it if you had to put a list of three things at the top of your list and say, what are the top reasons 
that I am so passionate about this conversation myself and perhaps my co-author. What are the top three things? What, what, what are they that has created this desire in me and uh, Margie in being able to say, I want to take this message out. Margie Ulbricht joining me here today. Mindful relationships create genuine connection with ourselves and others. When we come back, we're going to make sure that you have lots and lots and lots of information. I would love for all of you to take a look at uh, the book. Get yourself a copy as well as the website. There's so much in this book. I have to be super mindful about making sure we're touching upon some of the hot ones. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Feels warmer sleeping here alone. You know, I dream in color and do the things I want. You think you got the best in me? Think you've had the last There are so many resources out there for meditation. But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you? for free yes that's right you can receive this free healing meditation today from atana Vadili. all you need to do is visit his website atanamethod.com that's a-t-a-a-n-a method.com and sign up you will receive your free meditation instantly that's atanamethod.com Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Almost everyone at some time in their lives ask themselves, what am I? Most of our questions are ego-generated and simply don't address the problem of our false self. It's time to relax your ego and embody your soul. 
Dr. Dan Cohen, neurologist, inventor, and author, has created tools to awaken a new way to transform from who you thought you were into what you truly are. Visit toolstoawaken.com today. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so through. I'm so thrilled to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, you know, uh, Margie, before we kind of jump ahead, what I would love to do is let folks know uh, how they can find out more about you. And Benny, we have a couple of copies of the book to give away. But what's the best website to send to people right now? Uh, my website is, is www.margieolbrickcounseling.com. Okay. And as you mentioned, the book has a, has a website as well. Mindful Relationships has its own website. Great. Great. And let's do this now. Let's give a copy of the book away. Let's do our first. First copy of the book. First caller, 1-800-930-2819. The mindful relationship is what we're talking about here today. For those of you, uh, you tuning us in, and we're going to give a copy of these away. Mindful relationships, creating genuine connection with ourselves and others. And you notice I Americanized your name uh, by calling you Margie, right? That's right. <laughs> it, you're not alone. It seems to be the common way here. Yeah, I just want you to feel right at home here. That's all. That's fine. I do. I do. I, have, I can't tell you how welcoming and, and how hospitable the people are that we've met. It's just been amazing. I love it. And, you know, I love that you have put this book together. I had asked you during the break uh, if you could uh, look top three things that must have been on your mind in deciding, yeah, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to put the time, I'm going to put the energy and my heart and soul in writing about this. I would love to know from you, what were the top three motivations for you to do that? Well, what did I you work, want to share with people? I, I, it, it, it feels to me like I work, I have the, the wonderful privilege of working with people and seeing people be able to change their lives. And it was so important to me that I get the message out to more people than just the people I can work with face-to-face, that, that there are tools, there are things that we can do. We can actually regulate our own system through learning how to be more mindful. We can then start to notice and, and increase our capacity and our awareness and improve our relationships. And I, I, I see so many people who struggle in relationships and just don't know what to do and they don't learn that there are skills, there are tools, there are techniques and things that they can do that can they can bring so much more happiness and satisfaction to their lives. And so it just felt so important for me to get that message out there that we don't have to be victims of our past, of our upbringing, of our family of origin, our, our life experiences, that we can change the way we experience our own relationship with ourselves and then we can change and empower our relationships with others. Well, you know, this is really now the conversation that we're having of looking at taking a message like this out. And, you know, part of this, too, in listening to what you're saying is, you know, there's the idea um, and, the, and the notion 
that mindfulness is so, so seriously important to us, right? Uh-huh. And yet at the same time, most people don't have a good understanding of what it means, it, let alone understand the science of it. But you've, in, you've created an entire chapter in here that talks about the science of mindful relationships. I would love to know uh, what you've discovered about this and then what has changed in you? I mean, if I sort of follow this, bl- this blueprint of neuroplasticity, clearly you too have had to have some level of change if we're talking about the science of mindful relationships. Absolutely, Pat. And, and um, you know, it was a wonderful experience also to write the book because I was soaking myself in it. And the more I soaked myself in these concepts, in these ideas, in this experience of mindfulness, the more I found that it continued to impact my life. So, you know, the, the science of it, um, I'm not a scientist, I'm a therapist. Um, Richard, my colleague who wrote the book with me, um, is, is more the scientist than I am. But, you know, we can simplify it enough for people to understand that really if we decrease the fight-flight response in our bodies, then we reduce our capacity to be hijacked by the amygdala, to be, you know, not able to manage our emotional responses. And then we can actually increase our capacity to have new neural pathways. And the more we practice this, the more we... we, It's such an exciting concept, isn't it? Neuroplasticity, that we can change our brains, that we can actually practice and rewire our brains. I, I just find the whole concept... Um, still very exciting. It is very exciting because what it does is it says that the old way of thinking about ourselves uh, was not 100% correct. You know, the whole idea of being hardwired for one thing or another, right, you know, says that, oh, that's it. That that's kind of the, the, that's, that's the hand you've been dealt. And so make the best of it, make the best of it. But what you're writing about is not that, you know, you're writing about Look at you can be at a certain point in time in your own personal development and keep your eye on a future target, a place that you want to change and become. And then by learning some tools, we can get there. You know, I wanted to ask you about this because you touch about it in the book. We can literally change, change our legacy. We can change not only what we do, but we can also change our familiar patterns, right? Absolutely. And, and I mean, I think that's a, a wonderful feeling for people when they actually learn that, that they don't have to be in these automatic reactive places in relationship, that we can actually increase our capacity to pause and to really notice what's going on, first of all, with ourselves and noticing and connecting in with our own bodies and then developing the capacity to then see what's happening for the other person in relationship as well. I mean, this is wonderful, isn't it, that we can we can reduce our reactivity and increase our capacity to choose the best response at a particular time. Well, you know, one of the things that I also wanted to ask you is that there is... Um, You know, there is a current situation that we have where people are feeling very, very disconnected, you know, very disconnected. Everything from the disconnection we have about being in relationship with people and even talking about money, let alone talking about sex or intimacy. 
And, you know, there are some people that say, you know, we've learned some things and we're getting better at it. There are other people that would say, oh, my gosh, we've created a dividing wall in some of these areas of our life. But the thing that I wanted to ask you about is, which most people agree about, how do I even begin to assess where I am? What have you discovered about that? Are people asking that? Or, you know, I'm just curious. Absolutely. It's a great question, Pat. Um, You know, I get people in my practice that sort of stop and, and I might say, well, what's going on for you right now? And they're so caught up in their stories and and we all get caught up in our stories don't we but they they can be very disconnected from from what's actually going on for them so the more that they can then train themselves to start actually pausing and and meditation's wonderful for this you know how how do i actually sense into what's going on for me right now in this moment and this time and that just reduces that whole story, that whole going into the default pattern in the brain where we just, you know, become oblivious actually of what's really going on for us and so disconnected then. You know, disconnected is, uh, and let's talk about it and define it for a minute. We're not just talking about disconnected, you know, kind of like, oh my gosh, I got so much on my mind. I don't know, you know, I I don't really have time. You, You know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a level of disconnection, which can seriously imply that we're just not even able to really understand or appreciate. Uh, an important relationship in our lives. Is that what we're doing? Is that a defense mechanism? Or is it something that we have just programmed ourselves to do, uh, to disconnect? I think it's probably both, actually. I mean, it's it's a fascinating area to think about yeah. how things become habituated. But But one of the problems in relationships is often how people take each other for granted, um, and respond to each other from very automatic, habitual ways. So, you know, through a lens of expecting someone to to react or to say or to think a certain way, rather than actually taking something on face value at the at the time, that creates lots of problems in relationships. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I if actually I just need to think think some more about the yeah, whole concept. Yeah, let's think about it. Let's think some more about it. But in the meantime, what I'd love to do is take a short break. And also, for those of you out there, uh, 1-800-930-2819. I want to make sure that we're ready to give away a second copy of the book. This book covers so much, and it does it in in, in a way that is so relevant to the times we live in. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what does this mean for couples? And then... If it has that kind of impact for couples, how about the family as a whole? But don't worry, later on in the show, one of my favorite things to talk about is the mindful workplace. Out of everything that I know about stuff today, that is the place. Boy, I'll tell you, you need to dial the phone and just give Margia a call. Dial the phone. 1-800-930-2819 to get a copy of the book. We'll be right back, Benny. Give me one reason to stay. Won't I turn right back around? 
Hi, I'm Leslie Fontaine with Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio. And here's your tip of the week. When we own our own responsibility, we're choosing to own our choices, our energy, our day, our jobs, our relationships. It's a tall order. And what difference does that make? Well, plenty. We're choosing to look within, to change agreements within ourselves, to keep our energy field clean, and to upgrade as needed to make choices that are authentic to us. This shifts our language. We no longer blame others. We're no longer victims of our circumstances. So if we don't get paid abundantly or loved abundantly, let's look within and ask, where am I not honoring myself? Where am I not loving myself? Let's change the agreement. Let's get real with what's in place, forgive ourselves and others, and shift into our new life. Visit me at LeslieFontaine.com or call me at 678-665-3366. Let this be the last day that you choose to look outwardly and look within. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeleuceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. Have you ever tried to make lifestyle changes but had difficulty following through? Imagine what it would be like to get up each morning with energy, clarity, and motivation to tackle the day. If you want to get past limiting barriers that are preventing you from living your best life, join holistic health and wellness coach T. Carrie Mitchell each month on The Dr. Pat Show. Or visit Lifestyle120.com today and start to receive the personal attention you deserve. Get into it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now through March for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. Nice, Benny. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning us in, turning us on. Um, Book, uh, book number two, I think we're on Uh, 1-800-930-2819. Give us a call. 1-800-930-2819. If you'd like a copy of this book, it's just really filled with not just uh, a some of the research and some of what, uh, you know, what the authors have discovered, but also with, you know, things that we should be mindful of, you know, everything from fighting fair, you know, to looking at workplace scenarios. Uh, thank you for joining me here today, uh, Margie. And one of the things I did want to get to and ask you about is this idea about healthy relationships. And you, that is really what you're calling it. 
you're calling it healthy relationships. And I wanted to ask you about that because there are some people believe that we have right now uh, the antithesis of that. We have scenarios where uh, healthy relationships are not even being defined anymore because people have kind of given up the ship. Can you talk about healthy relationships and what do you mean by healthy? Again, it's such a broad, broad, big yeah. question, Pat, isn't it? You know, and we we have yeah. this lovely conversation off air too about about healthy relationships in the workplace. For us, mindfulness starts with a healthy relationship with ourselves. You know, and and when we have a healthy relationship with ourselves, we we can be more aware of where we might be be tempted to treat ourselves very harshly with lots of self criticism, lots of judgment. And then if we can actually make space for that and, and make space for and have compassion for our own experience, we can then kind of come at relationships with others, even in, in intimate relationships, in families and in the workplace from a position of respect, of knowing, well, these are my boundaries. This is what feels true to me. This is what's important to me. And we increase our capacity to be aware of what's going on in the relationship, not only in the relationship, but also for the other person. Uh, and that, that gives us a whole lot more choice about how we want to handle relationships and how we might respond to all sorts of situations. Well, what's the downside of not getting this right? And I want to talk about that. And it really is that, that direct, the question is, because there is a downside of not getting this right. And it has s- such far-reaching consequences about it that you know, we don't know how to handle things when they do go wrong, but sometimes we don't know how to handle things when they're going so very, very right. And I wanted to get back to this idea that you introduce, and that is collaboration. So can we still collaborate and be unique? Can, our, can we still be different and still be in mindfulness? Absolutely. And, and that, that, idea just makes me smile you know as I'm hearing you you ask that the the lovely idea that we can have respect for ourselves for our individuality and then respect for others and their differences you know one of the the biggest problems in relationships is that we have a default or an automatic position where we think others should think like we do or we think they should act like we would you know I, I hear it so often but I would never or, or you know, I, I can't believe they would think like that. Or, and, and this idea that we can actually develop compassion and respect for ourselves and then develop that for others introduces this whole idea of collaboration that we can actually see, well, what is this other person who's very separate from me and different from me, but yet we have similarities and yet we have similar goals? How can we find the middle ground here? in a way that doesn't compromise anyone's integrity. Well, I mean, this is really kind of uh, the conversation. So one of the things we also have to do is really look at, um, you know, how we go about this and what do we do? What have you discovered along the way that people, you know, if they're listening to the show today, what can we learn about ourselves as we're listening to this? What can we do to take that first step, so to speak? Well, the very first step for me, Pat, as I hear you speak, is is for people to have compassion for themselves. That's that's really where it starts. 
this idea that you know we 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 can get things so very wrong, but then if we get things so very wrong, we can then treat ourselves with incredible contempt and harshness, and and that just creates a negative downward spiral. So, the very first thing that we can do is is start where we are, start right now with having some compassion and understanding for the fact that we've done the best. I believe I believe every human being does the best with what they have, with what they know at the time, and that it's possible to increase and develop a capacity in relationships, to get new skills, to get new tools, to practice mindfulness, to do many things to improve our relationships. But you can't do what you don't know how to do, and so that starts with having having compassion and understanding for right where you are right now. And we're at this place now where there are things to learn. I want to jump to something that you write about in the book, and that's called Fighting Fair. Um, I'm sure that you have seen either through counseling or, you know, through uh, being a collaborative family lawyer, you know, fighting shows up. Now, whether we are outright fighting word for word with each other, physically with each other, or in a passive aggressive way, you know, fighting seems to be a go to that we have, not to mention social media as well. What does fighting fair mean? It's not that we're not going to have conflict, right? Absolutely. And in fact, trying to avoid conflict gets us into trouble anyway. Being conflict avoidant in relationships just leads to to a kind of deadness in relationships as well. I I think having a healthy respect for our differences and understanding that, as you say, we are are going to fight. It's it's essential to actually um, different in different relationships for different people, but it's essential to, to understand that there are going to be differences of opinion and that fighting needs to have some healthy boundaries around it. So what does fighting fair look like? Well, in the book we say that people should work out their own rules for fighting fair because there's no one size fits all. But there are there are basic things like having respect for people's space, having having respect for you know, common common dignity kinds of things like no name calling and, and no yelling and screaming and these are the sorts of things as human beings we can find ourselves doing without even realizing. So having having just having an agreement ahead of time I think about what what two people in a in a fighting situation feel is tolerable for them is a, is a good start. Yeah. And you know, this is something that we can be so mindful of, right? It's the idea we can feel things welling up inside ourselves, but we don't know what to do with that. We can feel it. We can feel it as children. Uh, we could feel it as parents. You know, we, we feel it. And we sort of pass that energy on in the way that we do show up in our lives. Um, and, you know, you have put a, a number of different things I- in the book to help us. You've literally put things in here to say, wait a minute, there may be some things you can do by yourself, but there may be some things that you, uh, you need to get some, some help with. You know, what do you think is uh, one of the most difficult things that, that people have today in getting help in a system? And you can really, let's answer this, you know, for example, as parents, what are some of the challenges that you found in the people you're working with that have shown up for them as parents and how do we even begin to approach, you know, the, the idea of mindful? It's a big question. I think we could, could, could write a whole book on mindful parenting yeah. in, 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 it, in itself. 
Um, but but mindful parenting starts with having a real respect and, and a healthy respect for the child's vulnerability, I think. Um, understanding that that it's not really um, a respectful way to be in relationships, to be forcing, I suppose if we're talking about teenagers particularly, um, our worldview on, onto, onto other individuals, their children, and, and they have the right to have their own opinions and their, their own beliefs and so forth. But at the same time, healthy boundaries and, and having some reasonable rules are, are really important. Otherwise, we, we have children that run amok and have no respect. So it's a big, big question. And, and I think a lot of it is about balance and understanding from a place of awareness. Well, am I trying to live through my children? Am I trying to force my views on them? Can I tolerate their separateness and have respect for them as individuals as well as compassion and teach them that they they need to learn to have compassion for their own experience and for their feelings and emotions as well so it's a it's a very big question well you know uh this is really when we're talking about mindful relationships it really is um it, it's it's really a, a quite of quite an important body of work for anyone to really look at and do I mean, that's really the place that we're at. You know, we're looking at choosing for ourselves, you know, how to have mindful relationships or not. And there are opportunities, you know, for one to enter into this, but there are also consequences for not. And I wanted to talk with you about the mindful workplace. We're going to take a short break when we come back. The mindful workplace, what does that mean? You know, can we... In today's day and age, whether you're working remotely or you go into the office, whatever that is, can you have a mindful workplace? What are some of the tenets of it? What are some of the things that we should be looking at? And, you know, what about what most people call now the dreaded team environment? All you need to do is watch any reality cooking show and all you need to say to the reality chefs now you're going to work on teams. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. I don't want to be left behind. Distance was a friend of mine. Catching breath in would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Pat. Many of you have heard me talk about the Lyme disease epidemic going on right now in the world. I wanna tell you about my friends at Results RNA. They have now created an entire Lyme support system for immune system support, detoxification, rejuvenation, and neurological healing. Please visit ResultsRNA.com to learn more. And for first-time orders, you'll receive a special 10% discount. All you have to do is type in Dr. Pat at checkout. In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. 
Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. In fact, 93% of clients who have had the Confident Retirement Approach conversation feel more confident about their retirement. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor at 425-453-0272 for your Confident Retirement conversation today. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. Percentage based on Ameriprise Financial Confident Retirement Client Survey as of December 2013. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated. A registered investment advisor, Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Get ready to experience Truth Talk Radio with host Deb Acker. Tune in to Truth Talk Radio each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com to illuminate the truth in your daily life as you experience life, love, and abundance from a whole new perspective. This hit show will leave you feeling lighter and bring you into a place of infinite possibilities every day in every way. Visit TruthTalkRadioShow.com for upcoming transformative topics and guests. Holistique Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistique Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Um, For those of you out there, I think you all have been calling in for copies of the book. I'm so great we can do that from. It's so great. You know, um, I'm just thrilled. Uh, Margie and Dr. Richard Chambers, um, you know, publishing company that supports all of y'all. Thank you for sending us copies to give away in the show. We have one more. I think, Benny, we did two, right? Um, I think we have a third one we can give away. Yeah, we've done two. So, Oh, we're going to do one more? Yeah, Great. let's do it. 1-800-930-2819. Benny will say hi to Mr. Benny. 1-800-930-2819, first caller. Um, you know, Margie, I wanted to, I know we only, this is a shorter segment, but I did want to talk about uh, working mindfully or uh, the way that I think you're talking about it in the book has to do with mindfulness in the workplace. Um. That's a place that many people feel they're, they don't have choice. And I've heard this over and over and over again, but yet the mindful workplace is something you've included in the book. And I wanted to ask you, um, tell me more about this because, you know, this is something that the book could have stood perfectly well without it, but it's obviously something that came up on the radar for you both. It did, Pat. It, it felt very important to us because it's, it's just an extension of mindfulness. You know, we, we started the book with mindfulness being intimacy with ourselves and then we go to our intimate relationships and then we go to families and children. And, but, but the workplace and systems and the, and the culture at large is where we, we finish up. And, and um, 
people people are affected obviously by the, their work environment and, and by how they work in relationships, whether they're sick or healthy or how collaborative they are. So we, we did put a, a chapter on mindfulness at work and in groups as well. Okay, but, you know, one of the things that I think we're looking at is, um, as with everything, right, the changing landscape of what it means to be in a workplace today. I know that there are some of, you know, some of my friends are writing books on workplace bullying. What have you, um, what, what have people been reporting back to you about that? It's a big issue, isn't it? And yeah. um, it, it's it's also very complex. But um, we we tried to sort of discuss it from an individual point of view. What it, what a person might do if they're experiencing conflict or workplace bullying, and um, how they might address it from a mindful perspective, and how they might use sort of general principles of win win and listening and speaking up and asserting and having having good healthy boundaries. Um, we we gave an example of actually being able to um, address a situation where an employee might be expected to do more because there's less staff there and um, being able to just kind of really address things head on, being assertive and being able to express to somebody, whether it's their superior, their, their boss or whoever it is, what's really going on for them and and doing that from a an empowered place, um, you know, a more mindful place rather than often what happens in workplaces is passive-aggressive behaviour, as you've described, and and um, people feeling like they can't speak up and they can't address situations. So we talked about it from the concept of, of managing expectations, what feels fair, what feels reasonable, and, and healthy communication mm-hmm. and and how to communicate from a from a win-win perspective, which I think probably many of your listeners are familiar with. Yeah. You know, you also touch upon something that I think we could all learn from, and that is learning from failure. Um, You know, one of the things I think you say is you say uh, another huge benefit of being mindful at work is the capacity it facilitates to learn from failure. And that is so well said because so often, you know, we're really harshly critical of ourselves uh, as well as our bosses being critical of us. But I'll tell you, for me personally, I've learned more from failing to, and the language is really kind of harsh, but, you know, my, the question on the show is what would, you knew, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And I use that language because failure is such a dominant aspect of what goes on in this country and especially what goes on in the workplace. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, wait a minute, did we really just hire Steve Jobs back? Uh, you know, and why did we do that? Mm-hmm. But failure really, in a lot of scenarios, does not allow for people to learn from it. And so I wanted to ask you about that. I know there are a couple different things that you talk about in the book, but you also talk about Thomas Edison a little bit here. Uh, we did. We we talked about Thomas Edison and, and the... Um... Uh, he was reported to have said, I've not failed, I've just found 10,000 ways that wouldn't work when he um, d- discover- discovered the light globe. And um, uh, so so really we're talking about failure as being a learning opportunity. In a way we say there's no such thing as failure, everything is a learning experience. And that kind of gives people the courage, I think, to, to risk more and to, to, to be 
from a position of more compassion and a more mindful, self-respecting position, then we don't actually have to feel so afraid of, of disaster and of failure that it's just looming around the corner as, as many people get conditioned to feel, I think. And, you know, we've heard this story time and time again from the people that have actually gone through the process of of trying over and over and over and over again. And yet at the end, they've shown up as being the people that have discovered things, right? Absolutely. Uh, we don't hear about the people that have tried, 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 and have given up because we don't have much to report about them. But what does show up is, you know, this idea of regret. And I wanted to, you know, thank you for today. You know, you talk about at the end, you talk about a mindful society. And, and I know we've got a couple of minutes left, but this is really the end game, isn't it? A mindful society, it, it, it's, it's, a wonderful, wonderful um, thing for us all to be aiming for. And, and yeah. one of the things that we, we said is that people people can become very disillusioned and very discouraged because we can look around and we can see the massive scale of huge societal problems that we have and then give up. And our vision is that we, that each person acts with, with the way in, in accordance in, with integrity with themselves, with how they feel called to bring about a more mindful society. And, and it can be just very, very small, but small things have a ripple effect and the ripples travel further and further and further. So that's our, our vision, I guess, to finish the book with how we can and create a more mindful society. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for today. Um, if you could please uh, give out that information um, and uh, I would love for you to just let folks know the best way they can find out more about you and how they can get their copy of your own book. Thanks so much, Pat. It's been wonderful talking to you today. So the information for my own website is www.margieolbrickcounseling.com, and the book is available at Barnes & Noble and also on Amazon, and there's also a website for the book Mindful Relationships. I love it. Thank you so much for today. And thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. It's been really wonderful talking to you and to your listeners. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Wow. And all of you out there, it's been great connecting with all of you. I want to make sure that you know how to find out more about us. You can go to the drpatshow.com or you can go to transformationtalkradio.com. And for those of you that are wanted to take a little sneak peek, uh, you can go to transformationradio.fm. And I just got an instant message from somebody. Yes, crustbusting.com is right there alive and well. For those of you out there, uh, please note that uh, we've got lots more coming up today on Transformation Talk Radio. You can tune in, download the app, and keep that smile on your face, transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you next time.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.